Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. I think especially in this industry, um, a lot of people have unrealistic expectations um, and I know that sounds a little bit harsh but um, I think a lot of the times we come into the industry thinking that we're going to do certain things and achieve um, certain things and one of the most common reasons why I see people don't actually achieve what they write down as a goal is because they're setting fantasies as opposed to goals or objectives. Hi, this is Caroline Stephen, and this is Talking Trading. On today's podcast, we feature mindset coach, Mr. Pat Bailooney. And what I like about Pat is that he's down to earth in helping traders achieve the right perspective on their trading and sharpens their edges in the market without being unrealistic. Today with Pat, we talk on the emotional aspects of winning and losing, motivation, core beliefs, and as you heard from the clip at the front of the show, setting balanced goals for your future. First today, Louise Bedford gives a little perspective and wisdom in how to help a trading friend when they need support. Here she is. A trading friend comes to you upset. They have made a loss or maybe they've eroded a profit that they felt was rightfully theirs. How do you offer support? How do you give them the ear that they need at this time? Well, one of the things that I think a lot of us try to do is to jump in and fix the problem. So show me your entry. Show me your stop loss. Do you know how little that's going to help your friend in that time of emotional angst? What we need to do is to ask them, so tell me more. What would you do differently next time? And what did you do well before we jump in with solutions? Before we try to be Mr. or Ms. Fix-It and fix all of their problems? You see, traders are human. We need to feel listened to. We need to feel the support of our friends. And without that support, it's very easy to feel lonely, to stumble around and to then, next time, not turn to somebody when we need it most. So rather than offering solutions straight off, talk to that person about how they feel about that situation and really listen to them. And if they're coming out with catastrophic statements such as, I'm going to quit forever or I'm worthless, then try saying, how did you reach that conclusion? and allow them to come to their own thoughts about how they should progress. You have a lot of power at this stage. You can give somebody that empowerment 
to be able to make their own decisions and to do very well in the markets. Or you can make them think that you know everything, they know nothing, and they may as well just quit. So try to get out of the way of your own ego and listen to your friend and be the best friend to that trader that you can be. Hi, I'm Benjamin J. Harvey, founder of Authentic Education, and I listen to Talking Trading. Pat Bay-Looney is a mindset consultant who helps people sharpen their edge in life, and we can all use a little bit of that. Pat, hello, and welcome to Talking Trading. Hello, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm glad I pronounced your surname correctly. Pat, how can a trader deal with the emotional responses of losing and then winning in the markets? Yeah, perfect. So a very common dynamic that I see a lot of traders in is they're associating losing is bad and winning is good. And a lot of times this comes from you know programming from early on. A lot of people play sport, they come into the markets. And whenever we lose in sport, um, people say bad luck to us, unlucky. And then whenever we win in sport, people say good work, um, great job. And we tend to get rewarded for winning and punished for losing. It's true. Um, and if we're bringing this sort of mindset into trading, a lot of the times we're putting ourselves in the wrong position to succeed as a trader. Because if we're associating winning as good, we're going to fear out on missing fear missing out on that on that good experience. Um, and if we're labeling losing as bad, we're going to fear gaining that experience. So a lot of the work I do with traders is I help them change their perception towards winning and losing in the markets. Because if you that? think about it, well, um, we can go to moments of perception where and when traders thought the loss they took was bad. And we get them present in that moment. And we go in there and we see what advantages they got from that particular moment. And a lot of the times when traders take a loss initially, they label it bad. But then when we go back and we see that it actually gave them accountability to go and extract the lessons and improve their trading plan, or it helped them, you know, stick to higher probability setups, or it grounded them from a, a perspective they were taking in the market, they, when we go back and, and we do that and we extract what advantages they got from a loss, they start to change their perception towards losing and they start to see the advantages they get from losing. Um, and they're no longer perceiving losing as a, as a negative thing, but they start to get more neutral towards it. Sorry, sorry to cut in there. It's so That's true right. because you start perceiving it as though, what did I learn from this? What can I take forward from this? It's only inevitable until I get the result that I'm hunting for. It, it, exactly. Um, and I think it's really important for traders to get present in the moment that perceive the loss and really extract what those lessons were. Because it's easy to intellectually say that I got lessons from this, but if you don't extract what those lessons are and don't quantify them in your head, um, it, you're still going to be resentful towards that loss. Um, because if you think about it from the market's perspective, us losing isn't bad. From the market's perspective, it's completely neutral because someone else takes that the other side of the market. Um, and a lot of the work I do with traders is helping them see their losses from the perspective of the market. So they, they, they're clearing a lot of the negative resentment towards, they, towards the losses they take. Um, and the same is true in reverse as well. Um, if a trader is labeling a win good, they're going to seek after that and they're going to fear missing out on that. So we actually have to go in there and take winning off the pedestal and see the disadvantages to winning as well until that's level. Because from the market's perspective, us winning is neither good nor bad. It's, it's neutral. Um, so going in there and seeing the disadvantages to winning, not until it's a negative event, 
nor a positive event. It's a neutral uh, event from the market's perspective. How can winning be a disadvantage? Well, if we, a lot of times when I work with clients, um, we see that winning puts them into a state of pride about what they know in the markets, right? And they go up and they think they know better than the markets. And um, a lot of the times us winning and perceiving that as a good event takes us away from trading our trading plan because we think we know better than the markets, right? Um, so going in there and, and neutralizing our perception to both winning and losing helps to put you in the best uh, position to execute on your trading plan, which at the end of the day as traders, that's all we really need to do. The question was around dealing with the emotional responses to winning and losing. It's all about going back to the moments of perception and making yourself aware. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game of awareness, making yourself aware of the other side of the, um, of what happened, the experience you experienced. And how long have you been trading? Cause it sounds like you've been trading for quite a while. I've been trading for five years now, um, right. pretty consistently. Um, yeah. Who taught you? So I started off, I was actually very fortunate early on. I got uh, private mentoring um, from someone who was in the, in the institution. And then I uh, bounced around different education companies as well. Um, and it was quite recently in the last couple of years or last year or so where I have sort of removed myself from the education companies. And a lot of the education I get is actually from um, my own experiences in the market, doing a lot more back testing and, and uncovering what the market's showing me as opposed to learning from other people. Wonderful. So let's talk about motivation and discipline to succeed. Mm -hmm. How do you gain them? Well, at the end of the day, everybody has motivation and discipline towards something. Um, But a lot of the times, uh, the motivation and discipline, or all the time, the motivation and discipline we have is towards things that are truly important to us. And a lot of the times when I work with traders, majority of traders have trading pretty high up on that list of priorities. Um, but some traders don't. Some traders have business or family higher up on that, on that list of priorities. And truth be told, if we're going to do something and we're lacking motivation and discipline towards doing that particular thing in trading, we're just wanting to put our time and energy towards something that's more important to us in that particular moment. So something really um, practical that you can do, if you're lacking discipline or motivation towards a particular task in trading, maybe say backtesting or reviewing, um, you can go and identify why you need to backtest or why you need a review and raise the importance of doing that task. Because at the end of the day, we won't lack discipline or motivation towards something that is truly important to us. Um, it's only when we don't perceive that thing being important to us that we go and do something that we perceive is more important than us in that, in that moment, um, moment of time. It's all perspective. All perspective. That's it. Yeah. Let's talk about beliefs. How do our beliefs affect our money? How do they affect our trading? Right. Yeah. So I had a a client that recently came to me who thought he was self-sabotaging in the markets. And I sat him down and we we went against the moment of perception to identify some data in that moment, get more aware of why he was doing what he thought was self-sabotage. And we uncovered unconscious motives in that moment. And pretty much what he realized after we did some digging was that he wasn't actually self-sabotaging. He was acting according to how he was programmed to act. And just to give you some context around this, he was not following his risk management rules, um, which he thought was self-sabotaging. But what he was actually doing was uh, acting exactly to a belief system he injected from his dad. Um, He'd injected a belief system that to make money, you have to work long and hard hours. 
You have mm-hmm. to put in the physical work to make that money. And pretty much everybody listening to this podcast understands that the potential to make money in the markets is a lot easier. And I use my um, inverted commas with easy. It's a lot easier than, you know, conventionally going out and doing hard work every day. Um, so the way beliefs affect our decisions is that if we're unconsciously aware of the beliefs we've injected from parents or society, um, we're then going to act according to those unconscious beliefs. And then we're going to beat ourselves up later on if it's not aligned with what it is we wished we were doing in that particular time. So I think a really practical thing for the audience today is um, just being aware of what are the underlying unconscious beliefs we hold about money, about how we have to make money, about trading, about the industry, all those types of things, and really putting those beliefs under the microscope and really questioning them, asking um, asking where did I first buy into this belief? Who gave me this belief? Why should I listen to this person about this particular belief? And really just trying to nitpick and pick out why you have that belief. Um, and is it truly serving you as a trader or is it a belief that you maybe want to um, override and put something else in there in, in, instead? Pat, do you think there's a powerful emotion, one in particular, that keeps you from making and holding on to money? Something that I've seen quite common is that um, throughout life, we can accumulate moments of perception of where we perceive to have let other people down. Um, and we can have moments of guilt towards other people, things we thought we did or didn't do in that particular moment. And if we have a lot of these moments accumulated, it can lead to feelings of unworthiness. And we, a lot of the times, don't feel worthy of um, doing great things. We don't give ourselves permission to do great things. Um, I've seen this common with quite a few clients. And when we go in there and make them aware in that moment how they were also um, supporting or giving to the person they initially perceived they were just challenging, um, a lot of this level of unworthiness starts to dissipate. And the trader initially, straight after they do that, give themselves permission to take on money and hold on to money and compound their money. Because if you feel unworthy of having the money, you're then going to go and spend that money on things that you think are more important than yourself. Um, So it's a very, very common dynamic of, I don't feel worthy of this money. As soon as I get it, I'm going to push it away. And a lot of that times that can be unconscious. I think a lot of the things we've discussed today are are unconscious thought processes that um, I think it's worthwhile spending the time to identify what they are and just being aware of them a lot of the times does some really, really great stuff um, for traders and investors. I have seen that unworthiness play out with people of very high income and how they spend it immediately because of their core issues. Yeah, it's, it's horrible to see. And you think, what are you, what are you doing? It's madness. A really great practical thing you can do there is the moment you start to accumulate a, a, a source of income is just to take a percentage of that, a small percentage, 10% of that income and stash it away in, in savings. Mm. And um, a lot of people have you know, issues with savings because they say it's a, a depreciating asset. But what it is, is it's actually training you to think that I am paying myself first. I'm taking a portion of this income and I value myself enough, at least 10% of my income to put that away and keep it in a savings account. And you can grow up uh, cash buffers, which are great for your emotions in the market anyway. So I think it's a very worthwhile exercise to do. Let's talk about goals and balanced goals in particular. How do we set balanced goals so we make sure that we can achieve them? Right. Well, um, I think especially in this industry, um, a lot of people have unrealistic expectations. Um, And I know that sounds a little Mm -hmm. bit harsh, but 
Um, I think a lot of the times we come into the industry thinking that we're going to do certain things and achieve um, certain things. And one of the most common reasons why I see people don't actually achieve what they write down as a goal is because they're setting fantasies as opposed to goals or objectives. Yes. And they're trying to, they're trying to pursue all positive things into the future, um, which will never, never achieve. Everything has two sides to it and uh, accomplishing an all positive thing in the future um, will never happen. So a, a process I take clients through is I help them, I sit them down. And one of the most common goals I'm currently seeing with my clientele is a lot of them want to take on, you know, like prop firm investment, an investment for their trade and to scale that up. And a lot of them assume that when they get that, life's going to be great. Um, but then I, I remind them very friendly that think about something you wanted three years ago. Now that you have, is life all better now? And they tend to realize there's a level of hedonic adaptation and they adapt to that new goal and they realize it has drawbacks as well. Um, so what I get them to do is get really grounded about what would be the drawbacks into services if you achieved this thing that you're assuming is all positive in the future. And we go in there and we, we list drawbacks to that particular goal or goal um, until it's balanced, until they see an equal amount of drawbacks as advantages in that moment. And then what we do is we identify what drawbacks uh, could, quite, could be quite challenging to them if they achieve that goal and that drawback happened. And then we go in and we identify things they can do to lower the probability of that drawback happening. And if that drawback or disservice happened, how they can lower the impact if it does happen. So what they've done is they've taken a fantasy They've taken it off the pedestal. They've turned it into a real objective because now they're grounded and they see both sides to it. That thing alone will help them feel more worthy of achieving that goal because we don't feel worthy of accomplishing all positive fantasies in the future. So now they feel more worthy of accomplishing it. And now they're also better prepared when they get it. They're aware of the drawbacks and they've got contingencies in place to deal with those drawbacks also. Um, so for me, that's a, a no-brainer exercise to take traders through um, and it's a way to ground them. It's a way for them to feel more worthy of accomplishing that goal. And it's a way for them to be prepared when they do actually achieve that goal of all the continue, uh, of all the uh, challenges they may face and have contingencies in place. I really um, like that so, yeah. grounded goals, a way to ground your goals. That's really resonating. So final piece of advice for traders and listeners. Um, I think uh, for me, at least, um, there have been many moments in my journey where um, I felt like giving up um, and just throwing in the towel. But I think a really important thing is to widen the time horizons and be, be very mindful of the expectations you set on yourself. Um, and just understand that, identify the basics, identify your edge, your trading plan, and give yourself enough time to execute that edge in the markets to start to see the results come through. And I really think that if you stick with it long enough, you'll eventually get it. Um, and I think Agreed. that's a bit of a cliche, a bit of a cliche, but um, I mean, that would be the, the final piece of advice I would give. I agree. You immerse yourself long enough, you're going to start speaking the language sooner or later. Exactly. Exactly that. <laughs> Pat, where can people go to find out more about you? Well, I have my website, um, which is a very difficult to spell. I understand that. Uh, P-A-T-B-A-L-O-U-N-I dot com. And if people just go to that website, I've got, um, I guess, solutions I offer uh, traders and trading education companies. And people can go in there and they can book a, a free call with me and we can have a chat to see if um, what I offer resonates with them. Um, they can also find me on Instagram, Pat Bailooney. 
Um, and feel free to message me. My, my, my DMs are open and I'm happy to have a chat, happy to answer any questions as well. Been a real pleasure talking to you, Pat. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Caroline. I really enjoyed it. And that's all for Talking Trading this week. Stay tuned next week to hear share trader Andrew Stodds on how to make a profit in the market. I'm Caroline Stephen. Have a good week trading. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.